Welcome to the Muni360 podcast from New York Life Investments. Valuable insights on all aspects related to investing in the complex and highly fragmented municipal bond market. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Muni360 podcast from New York Life Investments. I'm Chris Roberti with Mackay Municipal Managers. In a municipal market that is highly complex, from public policy to market technicals, we're excited to bring you another podcast focusing on current municipal themes and strategies for clients to consider. I'm excited to be joined today by Mike Denlinger, directly from our trading desk in Los Angeles. Mike is a municipal bond portfolio manager with focus on the investment grade segment of the market. We've been looking forward to having Mike back on the show to share his observations. So let's jump right in. Mike, great to have you with us today on Muni360 Podcast. Thanks, Chris. Good to be here. So looking at municipal bonds in 2022, it's been one of the most challenging we've seen in at least four decades. But let's break this up into two parts, really. First, let's look at January through October. What was your assessment of the municipal marketplace during that time? Yeah, I think it's important to sort of take a step back and look high level. When we came into the year, markets were pricing about 70 basis points of tightening from the Federal Reserve. Today, we've moved that up to about 5%. So you've had this significant reprice, and it's been the most acute Fed tightening cycle in such a short period of time in history. And so the muni market reacted like most markets did. We had one of the largest sell-offs in market history, really driven by rates and outflows from muni mutual funds, which 2022 has been a record of. And it's important to keep in mind because munis are a long-only asset class. And so when you have all these mutual funds selling to meet redemptions, it gets a bit challenging because there is no natural short to hedge munis. And that's why you've seen price declines in the market that I think took some investors by surprise because they don't expect that without some sort of credit event in our market. Yeah, Mike, that makes a lot of sense. You know, massive dislocation in the first part of the year, which brings us to November, complete change Since then, you know, municipal markets have really had a strong rally since early November. What's been the catalyst? And do we think this is sustainable or do we think it was a little bit of a head fake with volatility ahead of us? Yeah, what really kicked it off was the CPI report that came in lower than expectations. And that really drove a rally across fixed income. And munis, again, sort of how we sold off in tandem with rates for most of the year. We kind of rallied back in tandem with rates to a large degree. So I do think it's sustainable just because you've seen enough investors step into the market just given where absolute yields are. And one of the most important things to consider for this rally is it's really being driven by flows into muni ETFs, not necessarily flows into muni mutual funds. And so flows for the overall market, the last few weeks, they've been flat to slightly positive. We're still not seeing the types of inflows that one might expect at this point in the cycle and just given where absolute yields are in munis. So for those reasons, I do think this rally is sustainable and will probably gain some legs into 2023. So certainly, as you point out, as violent as the move we saw down, the snapback can be just as substantial. And with that, we're going to pivot. We're not going to let you jump off the call without talking about rates a little bit, Mike. As many know, Mackay Missile Managers does not make rate bets or duration calls in the portfolios we manage. As a reminder, you know, we do seek more of a duration neutral posture while taking advantage of dislocations through all cycles. All that said, you just can't ignore rates and the topic of rates. So hypothetically, 
Mike, let's say rates move a bit higher in the next few months and stay at elevated levels well into or through 2023. How do we think the municipal market reacts to this potential scenario? I actually think the municipal market would respond pretty well. The biggest reason for that is we've been able to adjust yields in portfolios materially higher this year. And so that buffers you significantly from a total return perspective, especially if we're talking about a time frame between now and the end of 2023. The income that you're getting is so much larger and that helps you offset any sort of price declines you may see. And even as we saw towards the end of October, when yields were significantly higher across markets, you had a lot of what I would describe as retail buyers coming in, buying individual bonds, et cetera. So when you get to these higher levels of yields, you just bring in more buyers. That's exactly what I would anticipate again. And finally, once again, credit isn't the factor here. So a rate move higher again, I anticipate would be bought again. Understood. Very helpful, Mike. Let's change gears a little bit. Many clients ask how municipals hold up if we were to see you know, further economic weakness and recessionary pressures in 2023. What are your thoughts on that topic? If you look at previous recessions, munis outperform a lot of other fixed income asset classes heading into the recession. I don't see why that would be any different this year. You know, the municipal asset class has shown its resiliency since the great financial crisis really well. And then even really after COVID, even barring some of the federal stimulus that municipalities got, municipalities were weathering the storm early on in COVID very well. And there's a ton of flexibility that municipalities have in managing both revenues and expenses. And we're coming in from such a position of strength that if people start to see an economic slowdown and or recession coming, I think a lot of people are going to look for very high quality income where they can. And given where munis are priced and given the resiliency of the credit, given the rating stability, munis look like a great place to be in that sort of economic backdrop. And so with that being said, it sort of begs the next question around just the credit landscape and something we talk about in every single show. I ask all of our guests this question, you know, how would you look at municipal credit fundamentals today? How would you describe the credit landscape currently? Broadly speaking, across our firm, we're seeing some of the strongest muni credit fundamentals that we've seen in history, highlighted again by the ratings upgrades to downgrades that we've seen this year, where depending on which rating agency you're looking at are anywhere from three to four to one. So three to four upgrades for every downgrade. And I think the best example of late has been Chicago Geo. Just got upgraded by Mooney's a few weeks ago. And so that now puts the city of Chicago investment grade by all three rating agencies, which I believe is the first time since about 2016. You've also seen the state of Illinois get upgraded. You've seen the state of Jersey get upgraded. So all these names that people hear about in the newspaper are getting upgraded. That's not to say that everything is perfect. We do have some concerns, namely in the hospital sector. And really, that's because it's the most akin to corporate credit in our market. And, you know, we think some of the headlines that you hear about on the corporate side point to some weakness. We're certainly seeing that in hospitals. And so for the most part, across our portfolios, we've taken some of that exposure down. But again, the vast majority of muni credit would be coming into this slowdown or recession in the strongest financial position it's been in in quite some time. So let's go back to the rally we've seen since early November a bit. And even with the November rally, it still seems we have not seen municipals at these compelling levels for a really long time, right? And so just to help our audience a bit, maybe illustrate this point for our audience, you know, can you describe some specific opportunities you see 
in the primary and the secondary market, just to kind of draw a picture for us? Yeah, I think if you look at high-grade munis, which I'll use as references here, if you look at long 4% high-grade coupons, you're still well above 4% yield. So you're still looking at discounts on fours. In certain states like New York, you may be able to only have to go out you know, 20 years or so where you can get a 4% yield. On the 5% coupon range, you can get high grades between three and three quarter and 4% pretty easily, You know, 25 years and longer. 10-year part of the curve, we've seen some pretty decent performance of late. So now you're looking closer to that two and a half to two and three quarter percent yield range. But again, that's still well above rates that we've seen for quite some time. And I think the important thing is that, especially on the long end of our curve, munis are still priced. If you look at just benchmark curves, we're around 97% of treasuries. If you look at the actual bonds we can buy, you're certainly well above 30-year treasury. And these are for tax-exempt yields. So there's still really compelling yields out there. Yields that we haven't seen in four or five years, at least, even after this rally. Yeah. So thinking about that, even with the rally, you know, you're thinking four plus percent tax-free income streams in a range of, if you think about tax equivalent yields, it puts you in the camp of a six to seven percent for certain investors in certain tax brackets. Not to mention total return potential for active management, given the inefficiencies in the market. Does that sound fair? Absolutely. And so, you know, as an active relative value manager, what are some of the general portfolio positioning themes we've been executing this year that we think set up the portfolios for the future? I think the biggest and the easiest has been harvesting tax losses. And a lot of people talk about harvesting tax losses in a year like 2022. I think what's even more important for investors to think about is the change in yield. And we've seen this big influx into SMAs and into advisors buying their own individual bonds. And it's my personal opinion that when investors do that, a lot of what they're looking at is simply the income from the bonds. However, we've been doing that in our portfolios as well. And so I would invite any of our investors across all of our products to look at the change that you're now receiving in your dividend yields. Because by improving the book yields in the portfolios, by taking these losses and improving our yields, those yields get compounded annually. And this is improving the portfolios for the life of the bonds that are now in the portfolios. And so I think yield is really a critical thing that's going to benefit investors for a long period of time. The other thing I would say is just making sure that you're positioned along the yield curve and along the coupon spectrum in places where you see total return performance going forward. And that's something we've been hyper-focused on. If you think about the outflows in our market this year, it's been driven by muni mutual funds. Muni mutual funds are the natural buyers of the long end of the muni curve. So with them just selling, for the most part, that's why the long end of our curve is relatively cheap. That, we expect, will normalize once flows to funds normalize. And so making sure that you are positioned for that in a bit of a mean reversion trade is critical. That way we can provide you both increased levels of income and total return on top of it going forward. So, Mike, I think this next question is related and a natural extension to what you just mentioned. I'll start by saying, as a reminder, you know, Makai Municipal Managers is an active relative value manager with deep credit research at the core, looking through a total return lens. You know, that's what we've been talking about for decades. For clients that historically use separately managed accounts and ladder portfolios, you know, these strategies are also at more compelling levels today. Plus, during the turbulent market of 2022, some of these clients that have a tendency to go more passive in their approach would say, hey, you know, this works well in a year like this. 
because all I have to do is hold my bonds and they'll go to par. As a manager that focuses on active fund strategies, how would you respond to this? I think for those clients that are doing that, we, you know, we certainly have seen a lot of that activity this year. I just think that those clients are leaving a lot of potential total return on the table. If you are not actively resetting yields in your portfolio, then you're not going to get the benefit of this downturn in order to provide more income for your portfolio going forward. And frankly, those strategies now, they're buying what is the most expensive part of our curve at this point. I mentioned the 30-year is priced around 97% ratios. Well, in 10 years, that's around 72%. Why is it so much tighter? Because of all these flows into these products. The five-year is about 66% of treasuries. So all that buyer behavior has richened up that part of the curve, and it's still there today. So, you know, our approach is let's see where we find the most value. And if we do that, if we're looking for spread compression, then we can provide total return. And as I said, given all the trading activity we've done, we've been able to provide more income. And so we think that double barrel approach of more income, which will obviously benefit total returns going forward, plus owning the bonds that we think are poised to perform in a sort of mean reversion trade or a flow reversion trade. We think that provides investors with not only attractive income, but also attractive total return. Thank you, Mike. The municipal market is highly complex, to say the least, and the case for active management has really never been stronger, in our opinion. This has really been a great conversation. I'm sure our audience will get a lot out of it and find your insights really, really helpful. Before we let you go, though, do you have any parting thoughts for our listeners? Yeah, there's just three things I would say. One is the focus on yield. That yield improvement that we've provided, again, that gets compounded annually. And so I think all investors, especially those in our existing products, should take a look at the changes in yields and just see how much their income streams have improved this year. The other thing I would say is it's important to keep an eye on where flows have been in our market. Again, that's what's causing you know, the front part of our curve to be relatively rich while the back end appears to be relatively cheap. That's been driven by flows. We've seen ETFs do really well in terms of flows this year at the expense of mutual funds. If that normalizes, that's when you should start to see the long end of our curve show some positive performance. That is a phenomenon that we expect will start to play out at the end of this year into 2023. And then again, this move in prices this year has not been driven by a credit event. And for a lot of investors, that's surprising because they don't anticipate these types of price declines on munis, but it's really been driven by rates and technicals in our market. And again, that generally speaking provides investors with attractive opportunities to get involved in our marketplace. Thanks, Mike. That's an excellent recap. Really helpful for our audience. And that wraps up this episode of Muni360 Podcast with New York Life Investments. I'm Chris Roberti with Mackay Municipal Managers. Please be sure to subscribe and look out for new episodes. We appreciate you rating the show and leaving a review so we can spread these insights to as many as possible. Thanks for listening.
Municipal bond risks include the ability of the issuer to repay the obligation, the relative lack of information about certain issuers, and the possibility of future tax and legislative changes, which could affect the market for and value of municipal securities. Bonds are subject to interest rate risk and can lose principal value when interest rates rise. Bonds are also subject to credit risk, which is the possibility that the bond issuer may fail to pay interest and principal in a timely manner. Investing in below investment grade securities may carry a greater risk of non-payment of interest or principal than higher rated securities. Past performance is no guarantee of future results, which will vary. It is not possible to invest directly in an index. Diversification does not assure a profit or protect against loss in a declining market. Active management is the use of a human element, such as a single manager, co-managers, or a team of managers to actively manage a fund's portfolio. Active management strategies typically have higher fees than passive management. Alpha measures a fund's risk-adjusted performance and is expressed as an annualized percentage. Credit spread reflects the difference in yield between a treasury and corporate bond of the same maturity. Duration is a measure of the sensitivity of the price of a bond to a change in interest rates. CPI is the consumer price index that measures the overall change in consumer prices based on a representative basket of goods and services over time. Treasury securities are backed by the full faith and credit of the United States government as to payment of principal and interest if held to maturity. Interest income on these securities is exempt from state and local taxes. Credit quality. Percentages are based on fixed income securities held in the fund's investment portfolio and exclude any equity or convertible securities and cash or cash equivalents. Ratings apply to the underlying portfolio of debt securities held by the fund and are rated by an independent rating agency, such as Standard & Poor's, Moody's, and or Fitch. If ratings are provided by the rating agencies but differ, the lower rating will be utilized. If only one rating is provided, the available rating will be utilized. Securities that are unrated by the rating agencies are reflected as such in the breakdown. Unrated securities do not necessarily indicate low quality. S&P rates borrowers on a scale from AAA to D. AAA through BBB represent investment grade, while BB through D represent non-investment grade. Average coupon is the rate of interest paid by bond issuers on the bond's face value. It is the periodic rate of interest paid by bond issuers to its purchasers. This material contains the opinions of the Mackay Municipal Managers team of Mackay Shields LLC, but not necessarily those of Mackay Shields LLC. The opinions expressed herein are subject to change without notice. This material is distributed for informational purposes only. Forecasts, estimates, and opinions contained herein should not be considered as investment advice or a recommendation of any particular security, strategy, or investment product. Information contained herein has been obtained from sources believed to be reliable but not guaranteed. Any forward-looking statements speak only as of the date they are made, and Mackay Shields assumes no duty and does not undertake to update for looking statements. The strategies discussed are strictly for illustrative and educational purposes and are not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any securities or to adopt any investment strategy. There is no guarantee that any strategies discussed will be effective. Neither New York Life Insurance Company nor its affiliates or representatives provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Please contact your own professionals. Mackay Municipal Managers is a team of portfolio managers at Mackay Shields. Mackay Shields is 100% owned by NYLIM Holdings, which is wholly owned by New York Life Insurance Company. Not all products and services provided by Mackay Mackay Shields may be available to all investors, limited by applicable laws and regulations in certain jurisdictions. No part of this material may be reproduced in any form or referred to in any other publication without the express written permission of Mackay Shields. New York Life Investments is both a service mark and the common trade name of certain investment advisors affiliated with New York Life Insurance Company. Securities distributed by New York Life Distributors, LLC, 30 Hudson Street, Jersey City, New Jersey, 07302.